So today, my kid had a soccer game, and you're spectating, and along with other parents and the siblings. There is uh, one of her teammates has a younger sister, and she's like doing cartwheels around. She's like a cheerleader or something. You know, she's cartwheel, cartwheel. And this boy starts spying her out. He's turning around. Then he's staring at her constantly. He's, let's say he's a second grader, maybe first grader, second grader, something like that. She's probably about the same. He gets up and just gets down and starts doing (laughs) sit-ups. He's watching her the whole time as he's doing like crunches poorly. Then he gets up and he's like trying to like get her attention. Then he starts doing push-ups, but the kind where you just kind of like wiggle a little bit and he's counting them off. (laughs) Eight, nine. It's like, oh, man. So this worked, right? Oh, she couldn't have been more disinterested, but he followed her oh, around and damn. it eventually starts working. Don't worry, Grant. This is Okay, okay, I was going to say, I mean, this is this is the only strategy I could possibly they think got, of. They got married. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they got married. Um so <laughs> then he goes and just starts telling her shark facts like and this kid is, is like no he's, way. He's a game. Yes. He goes, "God, he yeah, he comes out firing. All right. A shark sleeps with a teddy bear? Never. Or on land. Those are the choices. Huh? He repeats the whole thing. A shark sleeps with a teddy bear? Never. Or on land. Those are the choices. And she's like, never. He's like, that's right. <laughs> finishing move. Oh, the finishing move then. He's like, so do you know the story about the orange and the banana? No. Aren't you glad I didn't say orange? <laughs> oh, wow. Closes with the joke, seals the deal. Yes, they are married right now. So what I love is I hope he had one ear, like one like little like a uh, Bluetooth ear pod kind of thing in. Yeah. And he had a friend, Cyrano de Bergerac. All right, no, oh. if you're gonna sh- if you're gonna shoot your shot, go with shark facts. It's not working, man. It's not working. End with comedy. Shark facts. There was one about uh, a different. Shoot my shot. He, he had a couple shark facts, but yes, it was the only kid in school dumber than him. Was the one who was that kid was dumb. Oh but, boy. Oh my god. Yeah. First, it was I was dying because he's. You know, he had been spying her. Then he got out of his chair and just got on the ground and started doing crunches. <laughs> I, I can't do that cartwheel. Ugh, check it out. I'm going to blast my abs real quick. <laughs> you know what's funny is at this point, it's cute. Goddamn. But unchecked, this is the dude who's going to be like, oh, hey, excuse me. And then like drop out like a fake receipt for a million dollars. Oh, my bank account. Like, he's <laughs> not going to get any better. How do we get this kid on our podcast is what I want to know. <laughs> you got Matt, you're gonna have to impress him with a lot of sit ups. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For those of you that aren't watching the video feed, I am doing sit ups right now. <laughs> Did you know that sharks are older than trees? <laughs> I mean, that one's true, but. Mother Nature is beautiful, but she can also be one stone-cold bitch. One minute, you're hiking the municipal trail on a sunny day, and the next minute, the weather turns, and you find yourself drinking your buddy's urine. And sometimes you also find yourself in survival situations. (laughs) 
This week on Free Legal Advice Podcast, we're talking about how to survive in the wild. Going to you know share some camping stories, maybe camping gun good, but also camping gun bad. Uh, and we're going to walk through how to survive specific real world scenarios that you may find yourself in. So uh, this is the official survival survival guide podcast. I assume that anytime you're out hiking or camping, you are listening to this podcast, uh, and specifically this episode. So uh, if you are doing so, you your chances of survival are very good. If you are not, uh, you may not make it through the night. So um, that's how important the content is that we are bringing to you. Since they're hiking right now, can I just say, look at that tree. <laughs> it's uh, And it's old as hell, too. It's not as old as... It's not sharp What's old, up with that? But it is an old tree. So... This is here's we were talking about you know general camping and, and great outdoors. This is where we Grant you'll put in some Tim Allen grunting mm-hmm. sound effects in here um, because uh, you know it's there's something majestic about getting outdoors and going on hikes and seeing vistas and camping and doing all these things. Um, but I feel like there's there is kind of this we have this facade that like everything is a playground and everything's safe because of like the modern world that we live in. But then every now and then you kind of like, I, I doubt any of us have truly been in like, you know, uh, near death situations, but every now and then you like kind of get close to this, you kind of punch through that facade and you're like, Oh shit, this, that's kind of scary. Um, and I think a couple episodes back, I shared a story about a friend who, uh, climbed Mount Shasta and in retrospect was like, that, that was, that was a little dicey. Like, I don't know if I should, we should not have done it. Uh, I'm glad I'm alive. And so, um, I'm curious to hear if you guys have ever been in situations where you kind of poked through that facade or like, Oh, this is, this is a serious situation. Yeah. Actually recently, um, one of the last big, uh, adventure things that I've done and probably will do, uh, I, I climbed up this uh, mountain with, uh, we, we met up, we were out in Arizona, and we are like, hey, there's a really cool hike up this mountain, we should go do it. The hike to the mountain was as much as we could do, and then we climbed the mountain. We mm. were a mess of, oh, like, you know what it was? It was uh, a long time of, like, looking the side of your eye and seeing if he's breathing harder than I am. And the moment we knew we were way in over our head is when we had to stop for the life flight helicopter to take someone out who had fallen and was dying. And it was like ten feet away from us. Like, uh, and that's when we're just like, do we, do we just go? Do we just go down? Do we ask for a ride down? Do you think they'll give up? Like, we were <laughs> way in over our heads, and then we spent the rest of the weekend not moving and being like, that was dumb. We we almost died. Yeah, because the thing is, it get it. It's not something anyone ever, ex, you know, no one expects. Like, yeah, I might go die on this hike, but like, it is something where suddenly it's like, oh shit, they're carrying, you know, they're flying someone off this mountain who's doing the exact same thing as me. Yeah. Um. I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast, but um, some friends and I went out to Seattle maybe probably 10, 15 years ago, and we went to Mount Rainier. And um, we were like, cool, it's not, it's a park. Let's, we drove up to the parking lot, looked around at the like little placards. Oh, let's go. Let's, here's a dotted trail. Let's go on this hike. And we're in our you know, jean shorts, um, tennis shoes. I think one guy had sandals on. And we <laughs> keep going up and up and up. And we're literally now in like in several inch deep of snow. And we're like kind of tre- trekking along. And people are passing us with like full on suits and crampons and sticks, you know. And they're like, and we're kind of like getting off to the side so they can go around us. And then at one point, like it, 
the trail split like straight up a rock or to the right, a more kind of horizontal path. And we're like, let's just go over here for a little bit. And then like we sat down and we're like, we should probably go back down. Cause this is not, uh, this isn't jean shorts hiking. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it kind of makes you, it, it makes you think like, what if, um, I guess another example is I have some friends who, uh, do a lot, they live in Seattle, they do a lot of hiking and they said, and, and that they also, they don't do a lot of planning. They're kind of like, oh, I saw this on the all trails app and I know where to park and I follow some signs, right? And very frequently they talk about how, like, especially given the weather, like if it's snowed over, the trail is no longer really clear and you're just going to be following like what seems to be footsteps in front of you. And they they frequently will tell about how oh, we definitely were way off the trail and kind of lucky to get back. But one time they were doing this and they started hearing, help! Oh. And they were like, did you hear that? And some guy had gotten much further off the trail than them and they like just followed his voice and and i mean he wasn't like uh injured he was just like scared and lost because he'd been out there for so long and uh, by himself and they uh his cell phone was dead and so they brought him back and drove him back to wherever he needed to go or whatever and they said he was in the, the whole way back he was in the car just going life is so fragile <laughs> um, it's, but it's like, yeah, man, shit gets My real. My phone was dead for an hour. I didn't know what was going to happen. <laughs> exactly, right? The closest I've came, though, we... Um, so we did a, a camping trip uh, after high school. A couple of friends and I uh, went up to Canada. We basically tried to emulate the same Boy Scout trip mm-hmm. that we went on. Mm-hmm. And um, we go up to the Georgian Bay. And you have canoes, you have your tents, and you have... Everything you're carrying on your back, you're taking for the week, and you're going to canoe uh, all day long. And then when it's starting to get dark, you put your pitch your tents and set up camp, and you cook dinner and, and stop for the night, and then you redo the same thing uh, the next day. And it's awesome. It was, it was such a great trip. But when the with the Boy Scouts, it's like they know everything. They, first of all, it's all their gear, and they just tell you where to go, and you're just paddling along having a good time. But then when it's you and there is no like guide, we're like, well – we bought a map, like how you know we've we were we've been up there. Two of us have been up there, and we bought a map. Yeah, and um, several you know the first day or two it was totally fine. We didn't try to push it or anything, um, and we're kind of getting into that groove. But like the third or fourth day, we it we start we we started being less confident about where we were in relation to the map, um, and just kind of that like I think this. This little thing that juts out, that's probably this thing here, right? And like convincing yourself, like, yeah, I think we're here. And we kept going, but we we had to do more and more mental hurdles to kind of convince that we were where we were, where we thought we were. And then this it's starting to get dark. And that's where it starts to get a little scary because you're like, shit, man, we we do need to like pitch we need to set up camp before it gets dark or it's really gonna suck. And so um we we happen to see some other people in the distance, and you're generally not going to see other humans for for most of the time you're up there. But we saw some other people on a boat, and we canoed over to them, and we're like, "Can you can you tell us like we're here's where we're trying to get? Can you tell us like what's going on here?" And they were like, "Here's your problem right here," because we had our map in a Ziploc bag, so if, in case it gets wet, you know we're all good. Yeah. And because that was literally our only survival guide, and um, they're like. You went over the crease, and so you have to take the map out of the bag and <laughs> unfold it. Here's where you are. And I was like, 
Oh, we we're actually we're still on the map. We just uh, went on the other side of the crease and didn't and didn't follow. But it was like a rush of relief to one. Was like okay, we are very stupid uh-huh. and uh, we're sorry for asking. But uh, it was like it was like a big relief to be like okay, we we now are we're back on the grid. Yeah. You know, like for a moment there, it was like what the fuck do we do? And then it was like oh, we're right here and on A twelve. We, we just need to backtrack a little ways. Yeah. We're right back, you know. But it was it was a little scary. Matt on the Boy Scout version of the trip you're referencing, our guide did the same thing. He was like, "What is going on?" And then another <laughs> group group's like, "Oh no no no! You got to take it out of the bag and flip it." And he's like, "Okay, I didn't know how far we were." So uh, even the guides were doing the same thing. Don't feel too bad. Okay. That makes me feel better. Yeah, even Billy's dad did it. And oh, Billy's dad, he's a, that's a sharp man right there. <laughs> I never had anything close to dying, I don't think. Um, my, I have a general thing of the real world is much bigger and scarier and crazier than the world that you know or like what you set your references to, especially as a young person. You know, you grow up in one town and and that's all you know. Um, I used to think that people who went on hikes and brought water were fucking pussies. Like, <laughs> yes, what I the still fuck have to is wrong with you? I can't wait more than five minutes without drinking my water. Um, or they're bringing a backpack and stuff. It's like, <laughs> but I'm an idiot. I don't know because I did whatever. And so then, being older and doing it, you know, it's like, oh, that really drained me, or I'd be tired and stuff because I would dehydrate the shit out of myself. Um, if going for like a really, really long hike, um, then I would bring a water bottle and <laughs> everything changed. Oh, that's what it's for. Drinking water. Um, <laughs> I thought it was to refill my vagina's natural lubricants. Um, <laughs> I don't turn this. Out. Yeah, I don't eat that. Yeah. Okay. This isn't this isn't like survivally, but I was visiting. Uh, I was on a. I was visiting uh, Abu Dhabi and Dubai, uh, in the Emirates. And uh, when walking, I was gonna like, I'm gonna go walk up and uh, up and down the the block, and then I'll come back in. And someone's like, here, take two water bottles. And I was like, I tried to argue, talk them down to one, and they're like, Are you stupid? <laughs> we live here. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to do the thing where I just agree that I'm a pussy and take these two water bottles. I trained them both before I was around the block, by the way. <laughs> it's the desert and 120 degrees. What was I thinking? But uh, yeah, apparently you take water with you. Humans need water? Yeah. 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 I still have to resist that urge because it's like, oh, we're just doing a hike. But uh, I mean, even here in um, in Berkeley, like I... There's a lot of, uh, just up in the Berkeley Hills, plenty of hiking and tons of like state, local, regional parks. You know, you park, you do it. That's what people do on weekends. This guy who's who's my age um, went for a run on the same trails that I go for runs on, and I'm not out in the freaking desert or anything, and he died. They found his body. He like mm-hmm. got off the trail, and I don't know if he like broke something or what happened, and then like days later they found his body, and it was like, oh god, that could be me. Like what? No, he's like a big pussy. He's like a slot car that mm. went off the track, and then he's just like he was on his back revving his little engine for a while, and then it's like, that's it, you're fucked. Mm-hmm. What a pussy. Yeah. Let me just try revving a little bit more. Nope, not working. Maybe a little revving. He's up there being a total pussy with dick trickle. <laughs> <laughs> He's, yeah, doing what he loved, being a big fucking pussy. Yeah. 
Speaking of big pussies, Ben, there's a family. Isn't I think at least in family lore, there's a story that you went on a Boy Scout trip and almost got hypothermia. Uh, yeah, that's sort of like dying, I guess. Um, that was an interesting <laughs> thing. Um, both those two canoe trips I went on were amazing. This one was in the Adirondack Mountains. The other one was in Canada, where you, where you had done it. Um, it was so awesome. And yeah, you're on rivers. You have to portage sometimes. Then you're on like you go across a lake. You get in another river system and whatever. I don't know. I was there. I paddled canoe. I had um, maybe not the most athletic. Uh, there's no way in hell he listens. But whatever. There's. I, I did not have the the most athletic person in my canoe on this moment. We're in the middle of a lake. A thunderstorm happens, and that I guess this is a moment of like, oh shit. Because there's lightning, like, it seems to be hitting the water. And I know oh. at least the idea, like, well, doesn't electricity, like, kill you? But, of course, lightning strikes lakes, <laughs> and all the fish don't just, like, shoot out, like, popcorn or a Jiffy Pop or something like that. <laughs> but still, probably it does zap some that are close to it. And I'm just thinking, I'm in a metal canoe, and I'm in this thing. And it's one of those, like, it really is, like, a complete downpour. It's not just, like, uh, ginning up the story. Because there's hail and stuff that starts happening after a while. And it's where you're just soaked. And we're trying to make for the nearest bit of land. And we do. As we're all trying to get out the best we can, Millhouse in my canoe is just like <laughs> trying to scramble out and tips the canoe over and I go like all the way in, you know? So I'm not only was I soaked, now I'm really, really soaked, you know? Because I'm like, I swoosh, I'm all the way underwater. And it's not like, oh, I almost drowned. No, I just dunk, got my, dunked in because fat, dumb baby doesn't know how to get out of canoe because he's, cause he's scared. Whatever. Um, so we haul the canoes up. We use them as shelter from the hail. And then eventually, you know, the rain stops enough to just kind of like a light drizzle. And then it's like, all right, we're going to go to where we were hoping to make camp for the night. But I couldn't stop shivering. I had hypothermia. Like, I, I it was just complete uncontrollable shivering. I had to... Um, Scout leader gave me a, an extra like flannel thing, a flannel shirt or something, and I had one of those emergency blankets. The, um, you know, it's like foil? reflective foil things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and weird enough, I learned that you should drink a bunch of water then, like it, it'll help, and it really uh, does. Yeah. Um, I so I drank a bunch of water, and then long before we got to that point, I was feeling better. Um, but yeah, I was uh, I was bad bad from that, but. It's not like I was actually going to die or something. I mean, there's a whole bunch of people around and sure. stuff. And I have a feeling that Scoutmaster would have gladly shared his body heat with me. Uh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, that would have been the point where I would go, let me tell you guys about a time I came close to death. Uh, hmm. <laughs> this is about a time I got cold. Well, when you're out in like the weather and you see like the full fury of nature, like I was camping with friends one time and it got really stormy and was raining and there was a deafening thunder crash and we're like oh we all died and then when we found the tree that it hit it was like a mile and a half away like to to be like that close and just be like hey guys remember that time that we all died and like like you could it was crazy like explosiony feeling and you're like we had to drive our mopeds for a while to get to the tree that burnt down like that that wasn't that close i don't necessarily think i ever want to be hit by lightning is what i'm getting at pretty sure uh, it sounds like it might oh that should be pretty cool you know how badass it would be might be Look, there's a 50-50 shot that gives you superpowers. That's how I'm looking at it. <laughs> I didn't even take that into account. Do okay, it or it's I am not willing do it. to roll those dice. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be on my roof. I, I can't remember how many... do it or not. I can't remember how many of these were in... At least two were in the Adirondacks. The moose part might have been in Canada, but 
the other side of it is like those things were so awesome to be out in nature. Um, two thing, three things that I remember. One that we were in these beautiful streams with like a canopy of trees overhead, and it was so clear. You could see. Maybe it was only four or five feet deep, but you could see down and you could see great big fish swimming through it and underneath you. And it was like, I mean, I was used to the Blanchard, you know, um, uh, which in a previous episode, Corey said was killed by a farm runoff or it's and Grant said defined killed. But um, it so, was <laughs> elevated to a sludge. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that so that was beautiful. And then once we saw a, a, a bald eagle swoop down and get something, and then was, like, up in a tree eating a fish or eating a something. Maybe it was a gross muskrat. I don't know, but whatever. And then the other one, I remember we were on a river, and as we were going around the corner, it's like all of everyone would shut up, and it's like, what? You know, what's weird? Like, everyone is, like, being quiet when they come around the corner. And then there was a moose that was swimming in the river, too, and it was, like, going across from once. Uh. And it was like, holy crap, that's just rad. Like, we weren't like up next to it where you could bonk it with a paddle or something and then uh, earn a coin or whatever happens when you do that. But <laughs> uh, but it was just like being out in nature like that was just so rad. Yeah, I, that's that reminded me of so that same canoe trip, not the scout one, but the post uh, the, the one we did on our own. Um, two of us are were the canoe experts, meaning we had canoed before. Yeah. The other two had never canoed. <laughs> um, so we split up, you know, one expert per canoe, and it was the same thing. Like we, we, you know, you were going to probably hit some, maybe let's call it choppy water. But we, um, and sometimes when it's like bouncing a little bit, you're like, okay, this is cool, this is kind of fun, but just let's not let's not tip over because all our food's going to be on the bottom of the river. Um, but we came around a corner, and suddenly it's like that is a loud rushing noise, right? And the water starts moving pretty fast. We're like, let's just pull over real Let's pull over real quick, guys. And let's just see, see what's ahead before we, you know, get too confident here. And we pulled over and we had to really, it was, we were like, we're probably gonna have to portage, but I don't know, this is a pain in the ass. We were going like straight up rock, like barely could climb and wound our way back to the river. And yeah, these rapids, they, they were like, mm, man, I, I was like, I don't, think I want to do these rapids like it's probably not worth it and the other expert was like oh come on this is gonna be fun as hell like these are not that bad we've 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 done worse and so we keep walking along the river and we got a little closer and there was a tombstone (laughs) on the riverbed did it say we've done worse (laughs) Garth L. Smoot I still remember the name and it was like so we're portaging yep bro let's uh, grab the boats and get them up out of the water (laughs) hey tombstone (laughs) That's What's awesome. the worst that could happen? Actual, I yeah. tripped on a skull. Yeah, well, let's walk them. Let's, let's. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yep. Well, so we're walking. This, you ask a local, you're like, the water looks like it gets pretty choppy over all those rocks. Oh, no, it's not. It's not. It's a, it's skulls. That's really the, it's the bones of people that's really <laughs> making all the turbulence. They're not rocks. Those, those are skulls. Aren't rocks. Uh, yeah. uh. <laughs> the Kraken's usually pretty sleepy around this time of year, so yeah. you'll probably be fine. <laughs> yep. If not, we'll keep a lookout for your skull. Um, a lot of stuff washes down the river. So uh, I, I'd, I'd hate for us to move away from uh, canoeing as the general theme of this, uh, or the uh, Tinnerman uh, Boy Scout canoe uh, trip as the central focus of camping. On one of those trips, uh, I, was, uh, I was up there, and it wasn't nature or something dangerous that, that, that got me, but me and another scout got really sick. 
and you're in the middle of nowhere at this camp at this like uh, base camp and they were just, I just remember like being like so sick like I couldn't move and them just discussing like well how, what do we do with them like because the hospital was <laughs> a boat ride and a day dr- and a day's worth of driving and they're like maybe they'll be better before we take them to the hospital and I just remember just being so <laughs> far away from help to where they were, I was just kind of like man this absolutely sucks and you talk about a guy dying out there it's like I was sick in a cabin, and they were like, so what do we do with the bodies? Like, <laughs> <laughs> After we cremate him, where are we going to spread? Corey, where do you want your ashes spread? <laughs> Let me rephrase that. We're spreading your ashes over there. Corey, so that was not one of those two canoe trips? That was the Tenderman canoe trip. Oh, okay. Tenderman. Okay. okay, They were like, well, first things first, don't let them on the island. And they're like, we brought them here. And they're like, you brought sick kids to the island? This is our base. Don't bring sick people. Like, this was pre-masking, like, uh, pandemic thing. People, everyone was agreed that you shouldn't do this. They put us in a they put us in a yeah. tent, waited yeah. until everyone left, and then came back to decide what to do with us. And uh, eventually, we got better, and we met up with like one of the groups and like canoed for two days. But I was just like, "Wow, getting to a hospital!" Did you go to a hospital, or did you just like? No, I was stay in the hospital there. for a day. Okay. And what was your diagnosis? I don't remember. I was young, sick. sick. Okay, yeah. I got two bags of uh, IV and a bunch of meds. Okay, is it? What does he have? Is it contagious? Oh, he's just got a weird dick. He's got a weird Which, dick. Here's the thing. <laughs> That's what they Usually, said. for my weird dick, I do. I don't do a bag of saline unless it gets really weird. <laughs> hey, there, Corey, how you doing today? Uh, it's one of those weird dick days, man. This is Ooh, it's yeah. really the weird. Neighbors know, and I'm like, I'm walking my dog, but I got the house mirror down. I got there. the little hospital stand with my bag on it, and they're just kind of like, <laughs> and the neighbors know to, to chest yep. up. Don't just make, just stay eye contact because uh. it's weird down there. Is it whistling or foaming today? It's a uh, little yeah. of both. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it does me and Julio down by the schoolyard, which is pretty rad. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. Um, so just the fact that, like, oh, you know what? As soon as I've stepped out of a metropolitan area, I could die uh, from something that you don't die from if you live in a, around people. So there's camping for you. Uh, and if we keep up the canoe talk in an Ottawa-based canoe trip... Uh, my friends and I thought an overnight canoeing trip would be great. And one of our dads was like, you idiots, you oh. kill yourselves. So we decided he would come along. And so we take the canoes up a ways, and then we canoe on back to back to his home. That's a nice little trip. And we're going to camp out overnight. And our one friend couldn't make it, so he's going to meet us in the morning. So we're waiting at the meeting spot for a total of an hour until the dad with us goes, let's go. He's not coming. And so we left, and this is pre-cell phone, and this is just like, we were supposed to meet a kid by this bridge, he's not coming, so let's get moving. Turns out, he he had borrowed his dad's machete uh, to hack through the field to get back to the, because uh, he just, I mean, he was camping, he was bring, the, bring the machete, why not? Completely cuts his leg trying to get to the, to the meeting spot, and is like gushing blood, mm-hmm. so like... Ends up at a rest stop with a machete, bleeding everywhere, and he had brought a can of his. His breakfast was a can of a like a like fruit cocktail, which he had opened with the machete, and so he's eat, so Smart. he's sitting at this rest. All your leg goo on it. Sitting at the rest 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 stop. He's filthy. He's bleeding. He's eating out of a can. He's like people just kept walking past <laughs> me, even if I asked yeah. for help. Until a priest came by and was like, uh, "I think I'm obligated to help you." And I learned about this. <laughs> I learned about this from the priest as I was serving mass that night. I was like, "Sorry, there's just me and my buddy Matt's supposed to be here." He's like, "That's funny. I picked up a dude named Matt. He was bleeding." And I was like, "What?" I got the whole story from him. Yeah. Uh, several stitches later. Anyways, people are idiots. 
we didn't ever almost die in like the uh, high school camp out things. Um, it was more like, okay, so a couple times we did the, I'm staying at his house, he's staying at my house, and then we go and get alcohol poisoning in a field, as the saying goes. It's go time. Um, <laughs> the old but, saying goes. As the old saying goes. It's, it's, it's ripping off a meme, but, uh, but uh, yeah, like, well, let's just go and, and hang out and have a good time. Um, maybe, you know, of course you make a fire, uh, have some beers and stuff. Um, but it was more like I... Wore, I was wearing the t-shirt that I wore that day and the shorts I wore that day, and then I'm just freezing my fucking ass off uh, in a field all night. Like That happened a couple times of like just not being prepared. Again, you brought a water bottle? What the hell is wrong with you, you big <laughs> fucking gonna baby? You're going to be gone a you day. giant gerbil? Um, yeah. But yeah, I, just being unprepared for like the actual camping part of camping. All right, so back to survival. Uh, so we clearly have proven that uh, each of us including Grant, are survival experts, and you should listen to us. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a feeling, though, we've all had different experiences, as we've just discussed, that we, we each probably have our own philosophy or your do's and don'ts. So I'm going to share mine first uh, and keep this simple. Um, one do, one don't. So, uh, again, you're probably listening to this while you're hiking. Um, so do... Let out a primal scream on top of a mountain while naked. It feels great, Mm. but more importantly, it lets animals know that the apex predator, Homo sapien, is in the area and everyone should stand down. I like it. Uh, You you will not have problems with bears, with with wolverines, with, with moose. If you, it's like, you know, first night in prison, you know, you just show everyone who's boss. That's why I have sex with a moose every time I come into a campground. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And my one don't, don't sweat ever. <laughs> I watch a lot of survival videos and they constantly are reminding you not to sweat. It's the number one thing that I've learned from watching hours and hours of shows like Survivor Man and that Bear Grylls show or whatever his name is. So what you want to do for this don't. Cover your entire body in prescription-strength antiperspirant. (laughs) I'm talking every inch. And even when it's icy or cold, always, always hike naked. But cover up your head. 98.6% of body heat escapes through the head. So that's how you can ensure not to sweat and have a fun time. Matt, I'm shocked that you were able to simplify it down to two because I've got the six P's. Of camping. <laughs> I knew you would. Of course I do. Uh, the first P being prepare. Like, you know, like, get your stuff ready. Like, maybe bring some water. Mm. Maybe bring a, maybe bring a clothes in a tent. I, I've learned these lessons, so we should prepare. Uh, second P, plan. Figure out where you're going. Let people know what you're doing. You don't want to get lost. Uh, number three, protect. Protect yourself from the wild animals. That's mosquito spray. That's being smart about not fucking with moose and bears and shit. Moose spray. Um, moose spray. Uh, number four, predators. Uh, you got to look out for predators because they will be they will come after your camping food. You got to make sure that you've stored your food safely and that you know if a predator comes up, you know that you just it does it just, it just wants to see what you're doing. You just pretend like you're not a threat and don't uh, bother it. The fourth P was predators. The fifth P is predators. Um, when you're out in the woods, you want to look out for uh, like moving holographic signs. Uh, anyone with a weapon being attacked. I was wondering. Uh, 
Right. What if I see like three red dots kind of like hovering around on my friend's forehead? Grant, you're going to need to move on to the 6P, which is plot. You want to plot some some deadfall traps, some wooden spikes. You want to cover yourself with uh, some sort of like uh, like mud or something so that you don't give off a thermal signature. Uh, and the last P is Plotchman's. Bring a little mustard. It makes everything a little bit easier. To, <laughs> everything tastes a little bit better with a little mustard. It doesn't go bad as far as I know. <laughs> this episode brought to you by Plotchman's Mustard. <laughs> brought to you by Plotchman's Mustard. <laughs> The the six P's that those mm-hmm. the, those are I I could see that. Um, what I like about the six P's is that there's seven that there's of them. Seven. When I count That's them. what I was wondering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the seventh P's is Plotchman. That's just a given. It's right. the six six P's plus one. It's the understood P. Right. It used to right. be. Yeah, understood. the understood P. It's implicit. Six P plus, six P plus P. Uh, Grant, how many P's do you got? Uh, I have zero P's. Um, Oof. but I would hmm. say survival is overrated. Uh, but should you have no other choice, uh, here are my patented <laughs> tips to keep you alive, guaranteed to keep you alive for as long as you need. Tip number one, stop going to places where you need to learn a whole new set of skills just to continue living. And that is the only tip. <laughs> I Grant, you have been following this religiously for mm-hmm. your entire life, it seems yes. like. <laughs> it's brilliant. Okay. And Ben? Uh, just a few do's and don'ts. Like, uh, do go camping. Don't bring your wife. <laughs> okay. All right, fuck me for that. Um, uh, do build a fire. Fire is fun, and it's uh, great to, to do that. Uh, don't cook with it. Um, you are going to uh, put those bratwursts on there in a cold pan. Uh, it's going to be hours after you're hungry. It's already dark, and... Uh, your girlfriend is going to be very upset. It's amazing she marries you eventually. But uh, bring a fucking cooking stove, you dildo. Just cook on that instead of trying to cook in the fire. Fires are awesome, but don't do that. Do get drunk. Why not? Fuck it. What could go wrong? Uh, don't fall in the fire. That could go wrong. And I saw that at a camp out once. That literally over a year later, I saw the guy again, and he was still recovering from it. He, like, oh, full, full arms in the fire fucking situation. And the guy is, was pretty tough because the next day, the next morning, everyone's like, oh, my God. And he's like, I mean, not that it wasn't, he didn't get, he got attention immediately, but he was just like, nah, it's cool. It's like, you had third degree burns up and down your forearms <laughs> and you're just like, I can deal with it. You are, a, that dude is tough as shit, but either way, he's all fucked up now. So um, <laughs> don't fall in the fire. Little tip, little hot tip um uh last one do uh shut up about the cooler that you bought that keeps things cold for two weeks but you just use it as a chair at your kid's softball game i know how much you paid for that thing you're a fucking mark quit bragging about it <laughs> no hot tip and tip one of those sasquatch coolers well uh i appreciate that we eat that each of you guys have your own unique uh, survival philosophies. We're about to put it to the test. <gasps> yes. As we said last week, this is a quiz podcast, and I'm going to quiz uh, you guys on specific survival scenarios. Um, this week, it's not so much that there's a right or wrong answer, but uh, I- I'm not going to be providing the correct answer. I will deem your responses uh, most worthy or least worthy. Uh, so a scale of one, two, or three points uh, one of you will get the one point, which is the shiny piece of flint. Uh, 
the next up will get a sock used as toilet paper, which is two points in survival <laughs> uh, math. And the full three points is a shoe filled with urine. Uh, <laughs> drink out of that sucker. Don't can't tell you how many times I've uh, drank out of a shoe filled with urine. I'm gonna just, like, like make it to the weekend. Put my thumb over the hole, shake it up a lot, and just spray it over everyone. <laughs> after you win, I won. after you win the quiz. Uh, All right. So we won't. Uh, we won't do too many. We're just gonna throw a couple of survival scenarios, and I, I want to hear how you guys would handle um, these different. Uh, uh, scenario. So, first scenario: you're hiking in the woods. Mm-hmm. You see a rattlesnake on the trail ahead of you. You turn around. There's a moose on the trail behind you. Mm. What do you do? Well, I think it's pretty, pretty straightforward, cut and dry. I would make some deadfall traps and some wooden spikes. I would cover <laughs> myself with wood or with mud, and I would hide. Uh, I would hide in some wooden tunnel until uh, the moose uh, or the rattlesnake came at me. Figured out the trap, and then I would fight it to the death until it exploded in a nuclear device. Would you have something uh, <laughs> clever to say when you uh, nuked the, the moose? Yes, but it'll be in such a thick Austrian accent, it won't understand. <laughs> no moose is good moose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, ben, I'm going to take that as your answer. Um, so I would, uh, I would stab myself in the leg with a machete. Um because and hope a priest rescues one, you. One, it's pr- yeah, it's proven. It's a proven method. Uh, but two, it shows that I'm willing to attack the apex predator. Uh, mm. So, uh, <laughs> kind of showing them who's boss here. Mm, who's the apex? They stand now. down like fuck. He went for. He went right yeah. at him. It's like that prison yard. That, you know, you went, go for the go for the apex apex predator right on the first day, and yeah. <laughs> All right, Grant. How do you how do you get out of this pickle? Uh, I. Would not be in this situation, and so therefore I'm safe and I win. <laughs> uh, Grant, I do respect that. I respect mm-hmm. you sticking to your guns, uh, but you're going to get the shiny piece of flint for one point. Um, What's wrong with flint? Corey, you get uh, the sock used the toilet paper, two points. I really would have given you all three, uh, but Ben, I really I appreciated how he got, went after the apex predator, and he gets points for Corey's idea, because he got the tag phrase, or the tagline, no moose is good moose. <laughs> okay. Just a couple of these. All right, scenario number two. You're camping. You've got a sweet string of frankfurters hanging up, Ooh. and a blueberry pie cooling on the windowsill oh, of yeah. your tent. <laughs> Eating good, baby. But how do you prevent bears from mauling your family? Hmm. You, 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 the goal is to enjoy. You're not, those are those are those are cooling down. You're not eating them now. You're gonna hmm. eat those tomorrow, right? How do you make it through the night and make sure that bears don't come and mull your so family? So clearly, right. Aunt B is camping with us, but it's not my aunt, so it's not technically family. So we feed them Aunt B. <laughs> Ooh, I, I like Brilliant. getting rid of in-laws. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not a blood relative. Yeah, uh, what I'm going to do is just post-it note right on the pie. It says, no bears. <laughs> Paws off. Yeah, Paws off. It's going to be a paw with a line through it, and he's going to be like, oh, oh. As his, yeah. <laughs> no bears. Well, well I'm going to stab my leg with a machete, um, because one, <laughs> one, it's a proven method, okay? Two... It shows any potential uh, pie and or frankfurter nabbers that I'm the one who has a utensil that's capable of cutting the frankfurters apart from their string or c- 
cutting slices of pie. So I'm the only one who's ready to use it. And three, I went after the apex predator. And uh, <laughs> and by prison yard logic, uh, I'm not to be flexed with. You are now a, med- a member of the Aryan Brotherhood. <laughs> I appreciate you sticking with your with your philosophy there. Uh, although you know the same. This is a different survival scenario, so you're only getting one point there, Ben. Um, Corey, two for the pause off uh, post-it note. Um, and Grant, the full uh, shoe filled with mm, urine, and, you know, three I'm points. Sp- shaking that sucker uh, up. We're going to the World Series. That's that's two birds with one stone. You survive and you killed an in-law. Uh, that's win-win. Mm-hmm. Okay. Again, a couple more real-world scenarios here. <clears throat> you wake up in the woods. You have no idea how you've got there. You have some blood on your hands and a little on your lip. And there are dead Yakuza everywhere. <laughs> what do you do? Hmm. Well, uh, since I have a uh, reverence for nature, I would make sure to use every part of the Yakuza uh, <laughs> to, to, to honor their sacrifice and to keep the circle of life moving. Mm. I would uh, I would open up a karate school and uh, <laughs> volunteer to coach the high school wrestling team where and then because it's such a traumatic event, I would uh, never speak of it again except to anyone all the time forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna do what I do every time that happens. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look around. I'm gonna breathe kind of heavily. I'm gonna say, "Oh no, it's happening again." <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna race to my ex girlfriend's house as I as I walk in, and she's gonna be like, "What are you even doing here?" And I'm gonna be like, "It's happening again." And, and uh, this will kick off uh, a whole movie in which uh, I probably have to fight a lot of yakuza. But that's the moment, that moment where of like, you know, I'm search, searching for help. We we do get back together, and after mm-hmm. that, I don't care. We can reset this, and it just can happen again. <laughs> that's the goal. But if you stop dating her, you explode, or or if I st- or if I go under fifty five miles an hour. So. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm, okay. Okay. Corey, one point. I, I respect that there's a lot of intellectual property there, but uh, those the those sequels are just they're they're really getting watered down, eat one after the other, uh, and after the third or fourth, you're kind of like, what am I watching? Uh, <laughs> Grant, two points. Mad respect for for the respect that you have, mm. uh, but Ben, the full sock uh, shoe filled with urine, three points uh, for taking a story right out of uh reality that that the the, the, <laughs> that the really playbook of life yeah yeah it yeah. happened yeah okay we're gonna do the the last one here we're running out of time we're gonna cut some of these questions last one probably the scariest uh situation here so you go out for a night on the town with friends you get to the club you realize your cell phone battery is under 10 percent <laughs> what do you do my mind is blown. I didn't know it went down to 10 because at 75, I get sweaty mm. and, I, and I get that puppy plugged in. Uh, you're telling me that this goes into a nightmare scenario of single digits? Jesus Christ. Um, I think I'm no, going... That's, 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 I want to see the composure, though. You're, you're thrown into this but, nightmare scenario. Okay, if I'm put in this scenario, what I do is... My phone sitting on my wrist. I start typing in some weird numbers that look like lines, and then I start laughing in a haunting voice, and it explodes and nukes the whole area. <laughs> if we're down to ten percent, I'm taking everyone. You had no, with other me. Okay. no other you had choice. No other choice. No other choice. They were they were coming right for me. 
I think I would stay poised and just sit down on the in the middle of the floor and just start weeping and yelling for help. <laughs> I'm gonna shoot up a signal flare. Hopefully, uh, someone someone hears me or sees it. Or, but I'm I'm basically just throwing my hands up and saying it's in God's hands now. We'll see. If, I, if I'm meant to live, then I'm then then someone will will come and uh, rescue me. Let go and okay. let God, right, Grant? Let go and let God. I've you know never heard saying? that before, but that sounds right. <laughs> okay, so I, my move, I'm gonna dress up like a bear, um, and then some. The next apexist person is gonna stab himself with a machete <laughs> to prove that he's willing to attack the apex predator. To show him who's boss. And when he is bleeding out, I'm going to take his phone. Hey, while you're doing this, stay away from my pie. Uh, you want to go halvesies on some fruit cocktail? Can, how, much, uh, how, much, <laughs> how, much fruit, how much fruit C can I turn into a how pie? Much, uh, that, that depends how much blood I need to lose to uh, eat this fruit cocktail. <laughs> I'll give you half a can of F-cock if you uh, <laughs> give me a slice of pie. I'm done when you said it. I couldn't. <laughs> All right, Ben's getting the full three points for the use of F-cock. Uh, Grant, two points for letting go and letting God. Uh, Corey, I did, I did like it, but uh, I, I was, I really wanted, I was hoping you'd fall back on your uh, seven piece, uh, and you, and, and it just got a little too much for you. I didn't see the composure. So, um, if we tally up our survival points here. Um, to see who's the who has the most survival skills. So, third place uh, is Corey. You end up uh, mauled by badgers. Uh, the mess kit that you packed of combos and a three liter of Fago Red Pop <laughs> turns out one, it was highly attractive to the badgers, and two, you were so sick from vomiting all night that you couldn't fight them off. So that's how I want to go. Second place. Uh, with eight survival points is Grant. You're going to end up freezing to death. Yes. Uh, waiting on rescuers. Your second place, you were smart enough to bring a satellite phone, uh, but you spent all night playing snakes on it, and the, phone <laughs> and the battery died. I almost got the high score. It was worth so it. close. That snake was so long. <laughs> Dude, it was so long. Tell oh, my God. My wife... The snake was really, really long. <laughs> long enough to have been worth it. Yes, I'm aware yeah. of what is of the gravity of what's happening. Yeah. Trust I me. I can say I love her, but I want you to tell her about the snake. That's how long it was. Quickly snack a, snap a screenshot. And uh, by being by winning this contest, Ben has uh, certified himself as a survival expert. He's going to go on to big things. Oh, yeah. Not only does he survive, his survival cookbook... Uh, Campfire Cooking, 20 Ways to Cook with Your Own Urine is on the New York <laughs> Times bestsellers list. Uh, and he, he's the next big thing in survival. So uh, well done. Appreciate all the, the survival tips. And uh, you who are, are hiking, uh, listening to this, um, let us know what you think and let us know how your urine tastes. Email us at freelegaladvicepodcast at gmail.com. Hey, you need something to do while you're eating that can of fruit cocktail? Why not scroll through Instagram? If you follow us, we're at Free Legal Advice Podcast. Um, you can see some hot pictures of this lady that <laughs> she just friended us. I, she she doesn't have a lot of friends. She's new to Instagram, but I mean, she's kind of cute. I'm married, but uh, you know, I, I don't know. She's she's pretty cute. She has very has a lot of very revealing pictures, but 
Anyway, yeah, you can you can uh, see him on uh, Instagram. She's she's Russian, uh, mm. but she looks. But she, <laughs> I she said follows take your time, reason. but yeah, right. Uh, and uh, the best place to see all of Grant's high scores on snakes <laughs> in that really long ass snake. Oh. We're gonna be posting those on Twitter at Free Legal Pod. It's long enough you could see it from space. It's like the Great Wall of China. <laughs> Which it's doesn't make any Great sense Wall at all. China, the Suez Canal, and my high score snake on snakes. That's amazing. You know how many apples I ate? And if you like the show, uh, eat some apples and drink some urine and meet us out in this great, <laughs> uh, this great natural wilderness of ours. Uh, in, in case you haven't noticed, Mother Nature's going to be super kind to you and there's no chance of dying. <laughs> apples, gross. Take <laughs> <laughs> a lot of urine to wash that apple out of my mouth. <laughs> Classic A classic bit Episode 95 Part of choosing should be like Do you want a conversation? Yes, no, right? It's like smoking or not chairs. Yes, it's smoking and non-smoking. Yeah. These are the chairs yeah. over here. Talking and non-talking. Where you talk, these are over here. Go ahead and close but your But you DMIs. go to the non-talking section, and you can still hear the talking from the talking section. It's bullshit. <laughs> we'll have we'll have a wall up uh, between the booths that's like four and a half feet high, Grant, that, <laughs> with, with a lattice. <laughs> Just like the smoking and non-smoking at the restaurant. Uh, you're bringing it up now, and it never really hit me as a kid. I was like... Can't go over there. That's where there's smoke on the other end of this plant. Yeah, on the opposite corner. And then of this you'd room. sit on Grandma's lap while she reads you a story and blows cigarette smoke like direct. She's shotgun you, right? Cigarette smoke essentially. Hey, smoke this for me while I read. But- <laughs> <laughs> Don't let the chair. She doesn't go put out. it in the ashtray. You smoke while she reads to you. Yeah. Turn internet over.